Hello, and welcome to the Re-Up Podcast. You're re-up on everything pop culture from the minds of 20-somethings. This week, I don't have any 20-somethings with me besides myself because we are back with another special. Oh my God, you just said... What? <laughs> you don't have any other 20-somethings. I, I don't. I hope you're not a 20-something, as this voice will probably not sound familiar to my loyal listeners. This is my wonderful and beautiful mother, who has raised me very well, I like to add. I'm glad you like Right, to add right, that. you know? And because uh, I got finally got on the podcast, because I got all this talk about, why, why aren't I on the podcast? Or why aren't I on the podcast from different family members after my um but episode with my father? It's supposed to be me and TT. Shout out to Gina. She will be on here eventually, too. Okay. But I was trying to figure out, because I, I tied Daddy in with the Father's Day special, mm-hmm. and I, he really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. But I'm roping you into this one, because this week we're talking about Lovecraft Country. I thought it was, it was Veterans Day, and I'm a... Veterans Day. OG vet. Isn't it Veterans Day tomorrow? I'm not a vet. My dad is. Right. Okay. So Pop-Pop is. I didn't even think about... And is Daddy technically a veteran? I like to think he is. He won't wear his Navy jacket that okay. I think is amazing. So I'm but I'm doing this for all the vets in my family. There, there we go. Doing it for the vets. But I, I originally had it planned on doing it because I finally got a show that both of us can sit down and watch. That's not true. I've watched many shows with You've watched shows with I me as a child. You sat down and watched SpongeBob or uh, Franklin or Little or Brother Bear because not Brother I'm Bear, sitting Brother down. Bear. Well, both of the bears, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> bears saying bears too. All the bears. Because I was a child and I was sitting down for a television screen. But this is the one show that we were catching episode to episode together and both enjoyed and got to talk about it well, and break and break it down but you have to kind of put this out there first i'm not a tv person no you are not you so, are um on top of that not watching tv you know lately the shows that you watch are usually really violent they're or they're in another language or they're violent and in another language well that hasn't stopped you before because you just happen to be kind of picky sometimes because I've seen you watch shows in different languages before. Yeah, that's fine. But I, and I've and seen you deal with violent material no, before too. I, I mean, like what? Like The Wire? Yeah, I just finished The Wire that's, and that's... But that's classic. It's not trash. What? So, what <laughs> tra- trash? Whoa, 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 no, whoa. No. Trash. No, I do, I, you know, I, I'm good for a good foreign flick but going back to this one, we had, we, we enjoyed uh, together. I really, I didn't think I would like Lovecraft because they made it seem like it was um, hardcore sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, having grown up with a sci-fi aficionado, uh, you would think some of that would have passed on to me. I would have thought so. No, it's it's the and total it's so opposite. weird because most of my sci-fi lore does love does come from your father. Yeah, I've kind of run away from it. As I you know, I would come home for like summer and come with all these. Uh, new TV shows to watch and all this stuff to talk about from your father and you just go yeah it's not really I'm like how I mean well, you, you, a person knows what they're into you know? right right I, I mean I watch you, you know you see the things that I do watch you don't run and say ooh mommy Let's, I want to watch this HGTV because you're into it. You know what you're into. Right. I'm not running, um, calling from uh, school, talking about let's watch Chip and Joanna Gaines and yeah, Fixer Upper. Or you're not coming home from school saying, oh, mommy, I just saw that last episode of Call the Midwife. 
or Downton Abbey. Or Downton Abbey, or whatever it is. Though it's funny, I would try to get you to watch, I would try to find a similar show for like a long time to get us to watch. I tried, because I fell in love with watching The Crown on Netflix. I know it's a a period piece which you like, and it's set in England, which is both Call of Midlife and Downton Abbey, and you were just like, nah, it's not for me. I was like, dang it. I missed on that one. I, I don't, um... Truth be told, I don't get a lot of people that do watch The Crown, so... No, a lot of people watch The Crown, and a, a couple of folks said, oh, Vanessa, you should watch it. You'd be into it. And I probably will. I'm just not going to watch it now. Mm. Um, I watch it when I feel like it, and I'm not watching it. But the thing with Lovecraft, it kind of covered all the bases of the things that I'm into. You know, I love a good love story. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really into historical Fiction yes. and historical pieces. Uh, this had the costuming that I love. This had a beautiful, beautiful um, all-black cast, and the writing was just the writing was was sick. It was it kept me entertained. I mean, I think it was the I don't know it was the second episode. I kind of was like. Mm, probably not. Yeah, gonna, it was the first one. Well, the first one. The first one made me come back. The second one had me kind of confused. You know, it had me wondering whether or not I wanted to come back. But I remember you saying, "Just stick with it." Mm-hmm. And then, oh, because that was everybody was like that. Yeah, but because, I went online and folks were saying, "Yeah, it's it's not going to follow the same beats that you're used to." Right. With um a, a television show, mm-hmm. but stay stay with it. And I did, and so the longer I rocked with it, the longer I was, I would, I got invested into the characters and the, the scenery and the storyline. And before I knew it, I was hooked. All right, so we're gonna, we are gonna cover spoilers on this on this episode. So if but you have series is over, like if they haven't seen it, that's true. But some people do complain about people sharing spoilers about movies that, that have been they, over for twenty they, years. I mean, you so know what? the internet is the internet is a uh, grow up. Yeah, that's what I say. Grow up. Well, you know, trust me, there's some people older than me that get they, they, uh, they get in their feelings over a spoiler. You have other things to worry about. We're gonna well, spoil it. Well, we will give them the this benefit. This may not be a great episode for you to listen to. All of them a great episode. No, okay. So we'll give everyone a chance. I'm mean, not knocking your. Well, no, no, no. Just you know, I, when people get in their feelings over spoilers, I'm like, stop. Stop! Stop yeah. it! You also are the woman that will knock a movie while the movie's going on. I am. I. You know what? I said. One of my favorite uh, stories to tell is when it's all the family. We all want to go see. I think it was Pacific Rim Two, and we're all me, Daddy, and Nicholas are enjoying ourselves watching monsters uh, fight with giant robots, and you're going, "What the fuck is this?" Because well, come I, on now, I'll talk the- through it. You that you will talk I through will it. Talk through a movie. It's usually better best not to go see a movie with me, because I'm a talk to the screen I'm going to tell them what to do what they should not have done who did something funny it, for me I think you did that too when we uh, went to see uh, Hobbs and Shaw you know with The Rock I, that's what the- I do I'm not a good person to go to the movie theater with unless you're at you know a movie theater where other people are talking and then to me it's a group oh, like Atlantic Station Oh well, uh, what's Atlantic Station? That's the one in Atlanta. Or when I go see Avengers at, and boy, that was funny. Or growing up for me, it would be like um, Magic Johnson did. Well, I didn't grow up in in Harlem, but yeah, Magic Johnson, and, and I grew up in Queens, so we went to Green Acres mm. to the to Sunrise um, movies, right. and we talked through it. So we'll give the listeners. We can pause it. And then we once you you can go watch all was it ten episodes and again unpause the podcast. Just oh, get, pause so? the podcast and come back. Or yeah. you can kind of just listen. I'm not going to give everything away because my memory is not that great. But 
I think by listening to us talk about it, it may want them to go check it out. Absolutely. Anytime that a mother and son can sit up and watch a show together, for me, um, that would be one of those things if I would say, oh, well, damn, I got to go listen to this too. I have to go watch it if mm-hmm. I can sit up and watch it with my adult son. And, uh, and to go back to that, one of the reasons why I was able to watch this with you is because you are an adult. So there were movies that... I enjoyed, but I didn't think that you were mature enough to watch. But this one, you, I, I felt comfortable for like maybe one or two seconds doing like a couple of the sex scenes. I was kind of like, damn, I wish I could disappear. How do I watch this with my son? But that goes back to me always telling you that sex is part of you it's know, a human it, it's it's human it's 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 normal for for humans to have sex otherwise we wouldn't know we wouldn't we be wouldn't here right be here and so um as long as it's shown somewhat pleasant i don't mind watching it well if it, if it gets too graphic then i'm like you know they could i don't need what's to too graphic for you well for me i don't need to be there like if you want well there was parts of this uh, well again Lovecraft. remember it's it's hbo so yeah, well it's home box office entertainment, so they're saying you know we're not limited by the normal constraints of a news a channel station, so we can do not, we can go balls to the wall almost. No, with okay. what we, I don't know about balls to the wall. What I'm saying is that yeah, sometimes it becomes too graphic, even for me. Like I may not I mean, not saying that they shouldn't make it. It's just that I don't know how to watch it yet. But like I'm saying, this was this was done. It was some episodes where I was like, whoa, I didn't know that was coming, but I felt okay watching with you, knowing that we had already discussed, you know, sex and and, and, and human nature and pleasure and, and body parts and all that shit. We had already discussed that before. Right. So it just made, it, it made it easier to watch the show. But now we got the people thinking it's just about folks fucking and it's not. It's not. Okay. Um, so we're going to start from the very beginning. Episode one was really good because it started off a bit slower. Mm-hmm. You know, it gave us the set piece. You had our main character, Atticus Freeman, mm-hmm. who's coming up from Florida to visit to find out his missing father. Mm-hmm. We're not going to tell the whole story, are we? I mean, we don't. We, just, I, we can just hit the few points okay. in the beginning, okay. and then we'll talk about certain key things and then later on in the series. But it starts off as like, as, you know, it's kind of a Scooby-Doo mystery. And when I was watching, I was like, okay, when's this sci-fi kicking in? Because right now... Uh, it's really it's really in its era. It's uh, was it nineteen fifty Chicago, and you're, the, the sci-fi kicks in in the beginning because he's on this bus. Oh, he has a dream, and, and, he, and he is he having a dream or is he is he playing out what he's reading? He's reading a book. He's reading a science fiction book, mm-hmm. and I I thought he was playing out in his head what he was reading. Um, it's so funny. I'm going back to watch the first episode again. Mm-hmm. Do you know the I think it was it like a monster and there were a woman that comes to save him. Mm-hmm. Do you realize that's Gia? Gia, she's in she's in that dream or that 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 sequence where he's reading the book. Oh really? Yeah. I do remember that sequence. The monster killed by Jackie Robinson does the same quote well, that he does. Cause well, that's the story that exactly. his father and his uncle he, always told him. Because that ends up being him. Right. At the second, you know, the, the episode before the last episode. Right. right. Okay. Was it like ten episodes? Yes. So that'd be like episode so nine. Nine or eight. Oh, right. Probably check. Uh huh. Um. 
but it's funny you said you kind of like wanted to drop off around episode two and a lot of people did because in episode two his uncle dies and oh, his yeah. uncle was already like my favorite character well, and I apparently was i wasn't uh, alone it was like everyone's favorite character because he was kind of the uh the glue of him and lydia on their adventure i thought he was the voice of reason that um it was oh my god i can't remember the actor's name uh you courtney b vance Characters? Yeah, name? that's it. That's the uncle's. That's his oh, name. Oh. And when he's not acting, his right. name, you know, he's married mm-hmm. to Angela Bassett. So, I was looking forward to him being in on the show because I like him as an actor. Right. And then I I fell in love with him in the character and it, it, him just seeing him being with his wife. So that that love story because they kind of opened with that love story and. In a um, way, you had two love stories. Or almost three happening. A lot of them actually. You had a, a lot of a love lot stories. Of them. So you had Atticus and uh, Letitia. Uh huh. You had Rose and um, Christine. Christine. You had Montrose and not only him and his um, Atticus's mother. Uh huh. But um, the, the, guy the love the, triangle. But the the um the guy that owned the bar. The guy that owned the bar. Uh huh. His history with. His uh, Atticus's mother and his brother, mm-hmm. and then you had Hepolita, which was Uncle George's wife mm-hmm. and her husband. Right, which is Uncle George. Right. Am I missing anybody else? That's really it. But you had all those going on. Yeah, you had all. I feel like we're missing someone. Another love story, but we're not because Christina actually was two people yes I forget the guy's name do you know who the guy I forget his name too it was the dude she would turn into yeah okay but you had all those going on and they connected I remember a um joke you were telling me because we watched uh uh Spike Lee movie as a family a few months back we have that in common you always forget we have Spike Lee in common that's true but that's also you kind of you're showing me the only Spike Lee movie I've kind of put on to you and we watched together was The Five Bloods. Yeah, we watched that together. But it's early. funny with with that one, you were like, "Man, I love Spike Lee, but he no, he does he put a lot of these plot points together." Well, that's and they what kinda... Spike Lee does. Spike Lee is like when you go watching a Spike Lee movie, um, you know, I expect to get those those uh, those those pops mm-hmm. of, of uh, history and those the pops of his opinion put into it. I expect that just as much as I expect the dolly shot. Mm. You know, so I go ready for it. There's some people that they're like, oh, I hate that about Spike. But you knew that before you went into the movie, that's what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. So why did you even go? So don't go there and this what Spike is doing because this is what he does. And, and I, for me... When I see it, I applaud it. I go to, I expect it, you know, and, and, but you know, that's, that's me with Spike. So as we continue through these episodes, you get episodes like when they sneak into the museum and it becomes the Indiana Jones style it or does. Goonies style it adventure. Was, it was like Goonies, yeah. It's very mm-hmm. much like Goonies. Mm-hmm. And then you have episodes with time travel. They go back to 1920 in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. To having Montrose relive his past, you have Hepolita going off into altered dimensions. It was in Oklahoma. Yes. Yeah, it was in Tulsa. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Make sure I know where Tulsa is, right? Tulsa yeah, it's is in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Hey, hey. Okay, I got it. And then you had them going all across country, um, 
on these adventures and they all coalesced into the final episode but I want to touch on your favorite episode yes which is Hepolyta's Journey yes do you want to talk about that episode do you know what um, number that is let me see let's look it up I guess that's um, because it's 10 episodes so it's episode 7 it's episode 7 I am Mm -hmm. um Explain. Just do you remember? I feel like I keep going back to this episode, and I explained it. Well, explain the episode not too long ago. So Hippolyta mm-hmm. is um, what's uh, oh, his uncle's name? George. Uncle it George. Is George Freeman's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, George is killed. The episode two. Episode is it episode two? Mm-hmm. Episode two, and Hippolyta is not fully convinced that he's dead. Yeah, she's left out of the loop. And that she feels like she's left out of the loop. What they 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 try to let us know in the beginning of the show is that Hippolyta is this equally, maybe, not even maybe, she is very smart, smarter than George um, when it comes to uh, several subjects. Uh, they, when the show opens, we see her with her, her telescope looking at but stars and then planets. And so we know that she has an interest in the sciences. And for me, spot on, I was like, okay, I'm down with her because she's doing something that I'm not used to seeing. I know there are women who are scientists, but I always enjoy seeing them do their work. And so anyways, in this episode, she goes looking for her her husband, I believe, right? Yes. It's a it's it, around what? episode six or five because it because after she is learning that you know Atticus and Montrose aren't letting her on to what's actually going on and then when they go to Museum and leave her in in Washington and they're somehow back in Chicago she's like okay something's up okay she steals the um the model uh, planetarium from the teacher's house. And she starts to uncode it, remember? So, so, so she's decoding, and then she travels to a planet. I think it's a planetarium, because she's looking at this huge telescope. Right. And uh, not going to go into detail about the particulars of how what happens and how she mm-hmm. goes from one. Anyway, she ends up in another dimension. And in this dimension, this goddess says to her, who are you? And... For a second, she's like, she, she, you know, she's trying to figure out what to say. How do you answer that? And it's so funny because I had a conversation with a friend of mine on how, how, you know, how do we describe ourselves? A lot of times, uh, women like me who, 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 who are wives and we're moms, when people ask us who we are, we to say, oh, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and all these other roles, but we never say who we are because we are become so wrapped up into those roles. And that's for me an issue because I've had to be somebody before I took on those roles. Um, particularly, um, you know, when if I ask you who you are right now, you'll tell me. Who are like if I say who are you? I'm a musician. I make um, 
podcast host that I'm a computer science major and music minor. So college. you're at the age where you didn't even say who you didn't even say you're Gregory. You're just at the age where you can say all you can just say all these things. It's funny things. because uh, at Morehouse we have the Morehouse intro, the one that every you snap you snap up. I am Gregory David Hunt from uh, Charlotte, Carolina. I'm a junior computer science major, music minor, yada 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 yada. yada. And, I'm sure they didn't tell you to say yada yada yada. I'm but, not paying for yada yada yada. No, but that's and it goes down the line. That's okay. Not, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I know I'm not not saying that. Jeez. So what? So so a lot of times. So like when you go read a bio, some women will write, "I'm a mom. I'm a wife of, and I've got a dog, and all these other titles." Yet they fail to state who they are. And so in this particular episode, Hippolytus asked that question. She's asked who she is. And she has to declare who she is. So she starts out, you know, kind of laboring. And then she 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 goes, I, I don't know, does she say she's I am Hippolyta at the end or at the beginning? At the end. At the end. So anyway, so the goddess asked her, where would she like to be? Where do you want to be? And she's thinking about it. And she goes and she says, I want to be in Paris dancing with Josephine Baker. And she goes and you see her dancing on a stage with Josephine Baker. And she seems so, so carefree. She she is living this existence where she is not necessarily responsible for anybody but herself and in that moment she begins to uncover or recover exactly who she is so she goes from being a dancer and partying with Josephine Baker and then they go and they show her as a, a warrior and she goes from being a warrior until she ends up with um her husband again mm-hmm. and so she's in this scene where she's telling him that you know she all these years she spent this time being this person she's been George's wife you know she's been it's a daughter D yes she's D's mom and those are good those are good titles and good roles however you know in order for her to do that she's pretty much she's had to bury herself and then she goes and she explains to her husband that, you know, I've done this. I, I've become small thinking that I would make you bigger. And he goes and he says to her, like, I didn't ask you to do that. But at the same time, it's not like he 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 encouraged her to remain bigger. He also benefited from her smallness. And that episode really resonated with me. It hit close to home. It hits close to home. Not that I've ever resented being a mom and being a wife, but what I I truly, truly have um, gotten you know, that and I'm gotten comfortable with admitting is that I I've shrunk. You know. Did you know? Did you notice that? Did you actively say, "Let me take this back role for"? Say, 
for this to come to fruition I, or I was that something you had to slowly realize and you look back on and say holy shit that is something that happened that's something you know, I did I or, think that it's something that happened and before I knew it it had already taken place and and for me I was um, it was ex- I thought it was expected mm. that I, 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 I be this person and then I woke up one day and I just felt really bad. Particularly, I was around the time that I think you went off to college and um, Nicholas is of the age where he didn't really need me for a whole lot. I mean, I'm still needed, but not for a whole lot. And then I find myself uh, in the house because you know daddy's at work right. and I'm here and I'm trying to figure out what do I do now I don't have any noses or butts to wipe you guys are perfectly capable of feeding yourself you know what what do what do I do what does my what's my role now and at the same time I was like you know instead of trying to define my role as a mother who the fuck am I hmm. I never really had the opportunity to sit down and kind of you know, um, unearth uh, who who I am or who I want to want to be in this part of my life. Um, and the last time I had the opportunity to just be by myself, you know, it was a long time ago. It was before I had children. It was before I had a husband. And that window was very, very small. And because that window was very, very small, you know, you're like I said, you're at the age where you can say, I'm I'm a podcaster, I'm a musician, I'm um, you know, I'm an engineer. You can you can declare all those different things. I'm a traveler, you can say all you know, all these. I think I had maybe two or three years to just say, I think I was just a student. I was a student and I was nests from around the way. I had travel. I mean, I really didn't travel alone. Where did I go? I'm gonna say you went to Mexico. I right? went to Mexico in '85. It was, I mean, Cancun. It was nothing. It was nothing there. I'm grateful for the trip, but I'm saying that's a family vacation. Hmm. So, and when I went there, I was what in elementary school, really. Hmm. But I didn't have the opportunity to to do some adulting that didn't have anything to do with my family. So anyway, so. I, I, I saw so much of myself in Hippolyta because, you know, when, when she was able to time travel and to do all these different things, at the end of it, God says to her, who are you? And she screams, I am Hippolyta. And for me, her her screams at the same time, I want to say, I am Vanessa, I am Ness, and whatever that is and whatever that will be, I have the I have the option to create now. I don't have to kind of time travel and um and you know, mourn what could have been or mourn what was once before. I still have time to declare who I am. And um I think that's why that episode was like really great for me. I mean, there were other episodes, particularly there was the other episode with, with Ruby who gets the opportunity to shapeshift. Now that is another big one. I know like probably like on your hierarchy or your tier list, I feel like that is probably your number two in terms of, because that deals with a heavy subject too. It deals with race. That deals with race and gender. And for How, me, I'm constantly so dealing with race you, and You gender. said something really profound another day one of our uh talks that we normally have like just how would it feel just to have that weight 
That's where yeah. you we wake up in the morning. I love being who I am. I love being a black dude, a person of color. I love my dude. culture. Mm-hmm. I love going out and have having this feeling. But at the same time, I do have a a weight of you know fear of where I can go or where I should be at a certain time or how I am perceived because I can walk a certain way or go down a certain path wrong wrong move I can end up in immense danger just by how I look just because how you look so you because some people they don't see uh, a college student who plays a bunch of video games and spends most of the time in his room nah they see this black dude who's not on, on the right side of where they want him to be and then who knows why I end up right well, the thing is, so I want to just give you some, you and your listeners, uh, a little to back up so they understand that episode with Ruby is given the opportunity to, to drink something that she, she's allowed to morph into a, a white man, white, no, a white, white woman, woman, white woman. Mm-hmm. So Ruby gets a job in a department store that she's been applying to yeah. over and over, too. overqualified. She doesn't get the job. But as a, when she's able to become a white woman, not only does she get the job, she gets a, a managerial position. Right. And she's she finds herself free and she can go into stores and she can walk down the street and she can just she can be who probably she really, really is if she didn't have all the restrictions. Mm-hmm. And in this particular show, the restriction is is race in this particular episode there's some gender issues that come out because she is accosted by her manager so that's when the gender issue comes in mm-hmm. um but she gets to feel some freedom and you know i've been in this skin all my life mm. and i i enjoy i enjoy my skin however there are days when it's heavier than most Right. It gets heavy. And it's hard to explain to people who are not black in this country. Um, but it gets heavy. And it's never I can never, you know, it's not it's not one particular situation. It'll always be, you know, I can wake up in the morning and I'll and I, I'll go to a store and like when I go to when I go to um, to work sometimes, and a white lady will mistake me for another black woman that works there, and it's not a bad thing, you know. People get mistaken for it, but you know we we don't look alike. We're you know she's probably about uh, maybe four or five inches taller than me. My thing is this. It's okay for you to confuse us once, twice, but my thing is, do you even pay attention to who you're talking to? Hmm. And maybe that's not even a big issue. That's not, I mean, that's a horrible example. I mean, I have some I like, mean, minor things for me. It's where I'll talk to some of my friends' parents that aren't people of color, and they go, so where are you going to school again, Gregory? I, I probably go, I, say, I go to Morehouse College, which to me, I know, is one of the top HPCUs and yeah. one of the number one schools in the country. And they go, Morehouse, what? Where is that again? I like, it's in the city of Atlanta, in the middle of Atlanta. I'm like, oh, by Georgia Tech? Well, by Georgia State? Well, they know the I didn't know who Georgia State was exactly. before I went there. And they- You just want them to do the fucking work. 
like if they tell me about a college that you know you're assuming that I heard of it why because you assume what that because it's it's white or I don't know I don't know what my thing is do the work you know, I've grown up in a world where I've had to be able to to get along with everyone and to know at least, you know, to be able to have a conversation with many different people. Mm-hmm. Do the work. If you don't know, figure it out. You know, particularly, I you know, during, you know, this pandemic we've gone through a lot of social unrest and I've had friends who are white who come to me and they want to say oh Vanessa you know you'll always be my friend we're friends and no matter what happens I'm like okay but you if we're friends you don't even have to do that hmm. you don't do we don't do that right we'll always be friends but then they'll have folks to say well teach me more help me understand yo these books have always been there the same way I read you read pick it up why be ignorant to so to, we have been here it's the same thing with lovecraft country um i remember during the episode when she starts to slip you caught it before i did she's talking with the person the woman of color that did get the job the black you would say black she told he's talking to a black one right right yeah mm-hmm. and she was like you know uh Get some of those, uh, uh, your feet. They're awful ashy. And then she turns to her, and then she realized she slipped because <laughs> ashy's not in the uh, white person's vocabulary. And you caught that. And like, huh, you're right. Because <laughs> well, well, she, well, the character was Ruby was in her white drag, in her dis- in her disguise in her disguise. And by her mentioning Ashley, that was almost a nod to say that I right. But I didn't even catch that. But I, I caught that because that's something that we say. It's not that it's not in their vocabulary, but it's not. I, I don't think in their common. You know, I, I don't. It's something that's it's in our everyday jargon. We don't want to be Ashley. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to be Ashley. No one wants to be Ashley Larry. No. No, 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 no. Um, I'm going to go to probably my second favorite episode. Mm-hmm. Comes, I think, two episodes after this one. Uh, Dee's episode. Mm-hmm. Where she's accosted by the police because they, because after Hippolyta goes out on her adventure, she leaves behind one of these comic books. Mm-hmm. That, so they don't know Hippolyta is, but they see this comic book and, you know, Dee has something to do with this. Mm-hmm. So they shake her down and the white police officers that happen to use magic put a curse on her. Do you remember the name of those the, the curse that's following her? The, do I remember the name of the curse, or do I remember the characters? Well, the characters that are following her. Come on, you know the name. I know, but you like you like them more than I do. No, I, I don't like those Hanks. Um, <laughs> those what? Hanks. Ask Ask Nene what a Hank is. All right. Um, is it Topsy and who? Topsy and Bobsy. Topsy and Bobsy. They. I told you this too. They uh, channeled a fear. A, like a really, really old fear that I haven't felt in a long time. Like the way they they moved uh, very sporadically. Like you could feel like the contortion was was awful to, to watch, and the costume design was really good. They um, shifted the character from uh, Uncle Tom's cabin from the book, mm-hmm. and they brought it to life, and they would just hunt her down. They were silent. They didn't move too fast, but they were just the, having their presence always in the background, and with the long fingernails, and the like, almost drawn-on faces. Um... It reminded me of a like a childhood fear that I had was growing up watching The Wiz. You had the Subway Man and the puppets. 
that were chased down the main characters in the subway. They didn't move too fast either. They were kind of balancing like it around, but and they were silent too. Just that it was the dreading. It's getting closer and closer and closer. And it's getting it's like you don't want it to touch you, and there's nothing really you can do about it. And you're backing away like, I nah nah, stay on. No, please come on now, so leave me alone. I, I think why people were fearful of those two uh, is it Top Team Bob Top mm-hmm. Team it's because they're familiar they're familiar they're familiar what do you mean by they look like you they look like you see the thing is we always think we're going to be afraid of you know Jason with the is it Jason have a mask? Jason has a hockey mask. With the, with the hockey mask. Mm-hmm. So we think we're going to be afraid of dude Hellraiser with the pins in, in his face because the shit is just so out of... It's just so... It's so extra. You know, you mm-hmm. see somebody walking down the street, you say, okay, dude looks wild, so I'm going to be afraid of him. All right. But it's that person that looks the most like you that will, sh- that will kind of shake you to your, to your, to your core because... You know they have access to you. Mm. You know, you can't run from them as fast because they can come in your neighborhood. See, that's the thing about Topsy and Botsy. Had they been white, they wouldn't have been in her neighborhood. Mm. But, well, they were in her head. But the fact that they were in her neighborhood, they were following her, they were not too far from her age. They looked wild and crazy, mm-hmm. but they were brown. And that It was scary. something that's that's n- your normal is twisted it's your normal you know it was, twisted it, because if just think about if you're in a neighborhood well in the neighborhood that I grew up it was an all black neighborhood mm-hmm. if if some white dude just showed up you know acting crazy the neighborhood would take him down because first of all he would stand out right and um, it would be just one. Right. But if it was a crazy brother in the neighborhood, we would have to find him because right. he would blend in. And nine times out of ten, he's going to look like somebody we know or he probably used to be somebody we know. So it's difficult and that's scary because he can be places where you know um, that are familiar because they're familiar to him also. It's also really funny that I almost... I almost um, scared myself more because in the episode um, one of the other scenes when for when the curse is first uh, impl- uh, put on D, she's in this alley and you get the shift of an eyes from one of the posters one of those posters happened to be was an old cream of wheat poster yeah, that you grew with up the with. dude but I grew up with that and I was like but most of the people dude. you know kind of see and go I know what that is that's I see that that's Rasta's but with you you used to you know you collect all this old memorabilia it's not it's called it's, it, well you can't say it's memorabilia so it's it, yeah so it, the black memorabilia black, mem- black yeah. memorabilia but it's also per- displayed in our house downstairs mm-hmm. in our kitchen along with the dancing man and a few other items around the house so I'm going downstairs granted I'm 20 years old now I, I know this layout of my house I've lived it for so long I can flick out the lights and find my things in the dark but I'm opening up the fridge the fridge light I'm looking over my shoulder and there's this dude staring at me and I'm getting I'm breaking a sweat I'm like I don't what this I don't feel right I'm trying to go upstairs now I'm getting a little tense because they had these eyes on me and I was like just like in the episode I'm like okay let me uh, go back upstairs because you know more people when you see like a scary movie mm-hmm. or some on TV it's scary in that moment and then you you kind of calm down like okay just a, just a movie mm-hmm. I don't see those things every day I'm gonna, gonna go back in my in my safety my, in my house and lie down but 
It's in my house. <laughs> what I can say, um, the writing was excellent. Oh, absolutely. Um, he, again, I could never guess what was going to happen I in never, the next episode. Exactly. And she ticked every box for me. Uh, I get it. Uh, ticked every box. Oh, tick because of it's Atticus. Atticus. Yeah. Oh, they tick. Uh-huh. But yeah, um, I mean, every actor, I applaud. The costume designer, I applaud. Um, who's the writer? I um, just pulled it up. Misha Green. Hmm. I mean, there were other writers on there um, as well, but excellent. Now, you, um, one of the other characters I wanted to talk about, the, um, Atticus's father. Mm-hmm. He got way more developed as a character than I thought he would. Mm-hmm. Did you did you like did you like Montrose Freeman? I did like Montrose Freeman. Montrose Freeman was kind of a dick, and but you learned why. I got I got to understand why, and I think that father son relationship was very endearing towards the end. I hated Montrose because I didn't know what his issue was. Right, every time they would so my get one is, step, he was like, Montrose, what are you doing? But my thing is, you know, um, if it were. It, it was, it, 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 he, you know, the, okay, let me slow down. He had many different issues. And because he had experienced so much trauma you know, from the Tulsa riots, even before that, from being uh, abused by his dad, physically abused by his dad, to you know, discovering the realization that he was a, a gay, uh, well, at the time he was a, a gay young man in a community where that wasn't accepted, and having his relationship, you know, ha- or, or not being able to have those relationships, and then his father kind of figuring out and and beating him, you know, maybe trying to beat the gay out of him, and then having to cover that up, and he he marries and and maybe sires a child. Or maybe his brother sires a child, and they have to keep that to themselves, and just all this other um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Layers, all the- not not layers, but he's he's just had to endure so much, and he numbs it via alcohol, and that takes on another it's alcohol, and it was also just. Self-preservation. How? No, no, no. Well, no. Al- alcohol. What? He's preserving himself in alcohol. No, not not about? adding them, combining them. Oh, okay. It's where the, where the character when he slit the the um the lady's throat and he kept telling them don't read into the book anymore. He wanted to keep. He didn't want things to get any more crazier. He didn't want to go out and learn anything See, more that's because what they didn't it was, really. It was it was how did seeping he know? into. How did he know? Because he read. Remember, he, remember after uh, George died, George wanted to read the book and, he, and um, learn about this stuff. He did because he did on his brother's deathbed. But Wait, like, what I, book did he give him? He gave him the um, Sons of Adam, the uh, initiation book that George had read okay. in the lodge. Mm-hmm. But the way Montrose thing, I don't want any more of this type stuff happening to my family. He lost his brother. He didn't want them seeping into more of this knowledge because more didn't want things his were just to, to come out either. He didn't want his secrets to come out. And you know, the, the sad part is about that. I always tell you hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. and because he was abused by his father he turns around he does that to Atticus mm-hmm. um, he accuses Atticus of being soft he he tries to beat that that trait 
out of, out of him. And in the end, that, that hurts their relationship. Mm. So, um, you know, Montrose was very complicated. And I think at the end, him and Atticus, their relationship is, is better. Um, unfortunately, it's the end because there's no more. Oh, fuck it. I didn't give it away. There's no more Atticus. All right. What did you so. think? Do you think that was the right decision? To kill Atticus off? Well, for Atticus to sacrifice himself. I mean, no other way. I, mean I, I dug the whole, um, this, this, the symbolism of him on a cross, mm-hmm. you know, dying on behalf of his family to wasn't, save that Wasn't heavy handed? Was it heavy handed? I mean, it's, 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 it's art. All art can be, it can be interpreted to be heavy handed, you mm-hmm. know, it, but you know, I, I enjoy it just like I enjoy how come, how Spike can be heavy handed with right. some things. I'm, I'm okay with it. Now, after the last episode, I was like, I need this to come. I need a second season. But you you said no. Why? Um, I, I said no because I was still holding on to those characters. But I trust the writer to take to me some. D came out with the whole robot arm. Yeah, I trusted. And she oh, she she is in charge of Addicts' uh, wear monster or or whatever creature that they um he uh, summoned. There's a name for that creature. I've heard people say it, but I, I can't remember. Um, the the dinosaur head. Right, right. right. Um, but I, I want to know what you know. Hippolyta is has the blue hair now. She's like, got blue hair. and She got all this. Uh, she has what is what is her name? Do you remember what the the comic book character's name? Oh, Olympia Blue. So that's who she is now. Right. Well. Some of it is because she remember she goes into another dimension and she comes back with all this knowledge and that's mm-hmm. how she's able to create these robotic hands. Right. We're still in the fifties, so I mean that's that's ill. So right. at first I didn't want to see a part two or season two, but if Hippolyta has all this information, you know, I I I, I want to know what becomes of of D and um, Letitia fucking Lewis. Mm-hmm. Is it Lewis? Yes. Yeah. Because she doesn't have her sister or her mother's last yeah, name. Yeah, and Ruby, Ruby, I think Ruby's dead. Ruby's alive. How do you know? Because... She said, oh, girl, Christina no, because she, she killed she Ruby. Can't, she cannot... Remember one of the rules of the cocoon or the metamorphosis is that she needs the person to be alive for the transformation to still work. She kept the the, the dude and oh. the white lady in a coma. Oh, so that's so she how she's not going on the trip because she said she killed her. Right. She said that to probably uh, piss Lydia uh, Tisha off, but um, she is, probably has her in the bed asleep. Oh, well. well, I just need... I'm, I'd be interested to see what, what, what happens next. At first, I was in my feelings and I was like, no, they can't bring the show back because they've killed off Atticus. And But it, it'd be cool to see a second. And they still season. have his son, George Freeman. Yeah, his son. Because he he, his son goes off to write the book. Mm-hmm. So who knows what else in that book and maybe wrote more books. I'm excited. I'm excited to see a second season. So with all this under wraps... This means you're willing to watch more shows that I recommend. No. Like, you know, Westworld is no. on HBO Sorry. and it's really good. HBO Chernobyl was a good miniseries. I mean, do you work for HBO? No, but okay. HBO has good programming. <laughs> no. And I mean in this I time of the pandemic, there's not much we can play it by ear. Mandalorian? 
No, 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 no. You come on, get down with some baby Yoda. Come on, man. Come on, that, that can keep you. It's a space spaghetti western. Come on, that nope. doesn't sound cool. No, spaghetti westerns are not cool either. I've seen some of that Clint Eastwood stuff with Daddy, and it, it's, it's, it's 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 misogynistic funny. trash. Well, it's funny. Uh, you roll your eyes at this too, but I remember at times I was up, up at uh, Uncle William's house, and all the children are playing around outside. I, I somehow end up being in this this really small back room with Uncle William and Pop-Pop watching this cowboy movie. <laughs> you was looking at, where's Gregory? I'm, I'm back here watching the Western. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I don't dig it. But I'll listen to some music with you. Anything new you're listening to? Um, no. I During the pandemic and I've been finding a lot of comfort listening to older stuff. Mm. So I've been back into my Stevie Wonder bag. Um, before before we recorded, I was in my Aretha Franklin bag. So I've been going back to listening to the classics. I thought it was funny. We kind of have a similar, uh, we share the same brain on some music. When I was in school before the pandemic, I um, my roommate had got me on to Lucky Day. Oh yeah, I but at the know. same time, I, I was coming back home. I was like, okay, I had already mommy, sent Lucky Day to you. I thought, but, no, you hadn't. But then I come, I'm coming back. Okay, I'm gonna show mommy this this new album he releases. It's gonna be it's super dope. And I start playing it, and then Nicholas, my younger brother, shouts, "Please, why? Like, what's going on? Like, she plays this nonstop. I'm so sick of Lucky Day. I'm like, what? You yeah. listening to this too? And you're like, yeah, I'm listening yeah, to it too. Heavy, I'm like, dang, a heavy into Lucky Day. Still, still digging it. Um some Alice Smith um cause a long time ago it used to be us going to concerts and stuff yeah we used to do concert what was our last concert our last concert together was PJ Morton was PJ Morton and that yeah. was junior year high school that was you weren't in high school we was I wasn't senior year of high school it wasn't junior year was it it was before my surgery it was? Yeah. Okay well I forget well yeah PJ Morton that, that album is that old? Gumbo yeah because you forget because he released the live version. Okay, And okay, then he did all this okay. other stuff. Yeah. But we saw PJ Morton. We saw Hall Notes. We saw Kenny Loggins. We saw Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and Daddy saw Earth, Wind, Fire. No, it's not Earth, Wind, Fire. You see, guys saw Frankie Beverly and Maze. Yeah, but I'm talking about you and I. Why are you telling right. me? Right, because no, because in Michael Donald and I got to see Billy Joel. Oh, yeah, I had to work that day, so right. you would know that I went to but see Billy Joel. But we, we do been, concerts. I've been taking you to concerts since you were really small a lot of them you don't remember but you know you would be particularly when we were in New York and we would go to concerts in the park um, it would be easier to kind of just throw you on daddy's shoulders and we would just go listen that would be a night out and in the summertime it was free so it was it was a good night and we you know we music has always been um, soothing for me now one of one of the things I like to do to end off podcasts is usually ask a question. You either it's a uh, debate question to figure out who has the best answer, or just a general question. For you, twenty twenty has been a lot mm-hmm. for everybody between stuff that happens personally to the pandemic to we're just winding down from this election. What is something? you are looking forward to in 2021 whether it be a movie a uh, an album dropping you know some the projects coming out i'm looking forward theater's to been opening or whatever i just want the 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 nation to to kind of heal and hopefully there's a vaccine that can cure 
You just want things to get back to the no, regular scheduled program? No, you let me talk. I didn't say I don't want it, I don't want right. things to get back to the regular scheduled program because shit went always good. Right. Um so I'm look looking forward to some healing. I'm also looking forward to the relaunch of ONA every day. Oh, you thought I wasn't gonna drop it? Oh, oh <laughs> well, tell, what's, what, tell us more about that. We have plenty of time. What what was ONA, Mike? ONA every day that stands for Olive and Aloe. Every day is a full body, handcrafted, hand blended organic body moisturizer that I pretty much uh, created when you came home from the hospital. Although the the version, the 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 ingredients has changed a bit, but I made it for you because mm-hmm. you had extremely dry skin. And I didn't want to put anything on you that had any crazy harsh chemicals or the ingredients had these words that I couldn't pronounce and, you know, more vowels than necessary. So I wanted something really simple so that when I took you to the pediatrician and she said to me, well, what are you using on your son's skin? I could say it's this and this and that. And so that this and that was the olive oil in the aloe vera and just a smidget of shea butter. We blended it. I tried it on you, it worked, and daddy used it on himself when he would shave. And we kept it in the house. I would give it to, you know, like TT and Nene and some other friends when I would, um, you know, would gift or give gifts. And I kept it on the shelf you know just for the family and then when Nicholas was born I mixed it up again for him and then one day I think it was maybe maybe four years ago now I decided to sell it and so we've been doing really well selling it and then in 2021 we are going to relaunch with some new packaging same ingredients just some new packaging and hopefully we'll update the website and i'm looking forward to the product being in some brick and mortar stores but i am really excited about building my online clientele so that's what we're doing website what website website, it's o and a that the word every day it's the word and so it's the letter o Mm-hmm. A N D. Mm-hmm. The letter A. Mm-hmm. Everyday.com. And do you guys have any social media? Yeah, on Instagram you can find me at O A dot everyday. And on Facebook it is O N A everyday. No Twitter? Um, no Twitter. No Twitter. Not yet. Yeah, probably not. Really? Yeah. Um, Twitter for me is something that I use to go check the news and mm-hmm. every now and then just kind of snoop to see what you're doing. But oh. I'm not active on Twitter. Okay. At least at least the business is not. Right. Um but yeah, those two those two uh social media outlets that's I am cool. active on. I think that's a good tradition to this very special news that I have for this podcast. Might want to give us a, a drum roll. So after a, a long and tiring stretch of wrapping my brain around how do I get this, it finally happened. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of this very, very special podcast, I am pleased to announce that we are now on Spotify. Yay! Yes! Yay! Woo! That, as it's recording, 
uh, the next day we should be live on Spotify. This episode will drop on Spotify along with all of the previous episodes you can go to listen to. That is right. The Reup Podcast is now on Spotify. As long as our, we are still on our other platforms, you can still find us at our website, uh, reup-podcast.com, and on SoundCloud, look up the Reup Podcast and look for our logo. And we will for always, forever and always be on Twitter where I can share like little clips of things we talk about. I can link to ONA's website. You sure can. And their Instagram on there. Mm-hmm. And I can uh, send links of episodes from Lovecraft Country or anything else we talk about on the Twitter oh, as well. You can show the pictures of, of the comic book pictures that they have? No. Of my Halloween, um, the past Halloween where. That's um, right, I can. Jay Z Attic hosted the Lovecraft yes. Country Halloween dinner where we all dressed up in Lovecraft Country themed outfits. Yes. You could you could put that I can on. do that too. That'll all be on the Reup Twitter page. That would be on Twitter? Yes, that'll okay. be on my Twitter. Okay, so you could tag me, I guess, if you want. Or not. Yeah, I can, because you're, you're on there. I'm you're- on there, yeah. Right. I'm on there. So, that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for listening. As always, it's been the Reup Podcast, and we will see you next weekend. Or next week. Right? Next week? I mean, they'll see you. They'll listen to you. They'll they listen to me. see you, so. Well, not yet. Not yet. That's they'll coming. They'll listen to you next week. Yes. Thank you, once again.